It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Big one on deck for you guys today as, uh, look, LSU did it. Two-point conversion try to Mason Taylor from Jaden Daniels. Sent everyone running, including JV and Toviano, for the field of Tiger Stadium Saturday night. A win over Alabama propels LSU right into the mix to win the SEC West, go to Atlanta, and have a college football playoff berth on the line. But today, Shea Dixon and myself, Billy Embody, we're here to talk the recruiting impact and everything that this game means. But first, Shay, busy day on or busy weekend on the commitment front, a long weekend for the Tigers in a sense in that regard. Four commitments in four days, including two post-game of the win. But let's dial it all the way back to Thursday morning, bright and early. LSU lands four-star offensive lineman DJ Chester out of Eagles Christian Landing. And we were talking about this one a lot on Tuesday on the show, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But your reaction to DJ Chester now being officially a Tiger with Brad Davis on the offensive line. Officially official and public as much which he admitted. He said he had already known where he was going to school for a while, uh, ultimately then deciding to announce it. Instead of waiting until January at the All-American Bowl, he went ahead and went public on Thursday for LSU. That's commitment number four on the O-line class. And and Billy, we've been high on it. I love the O-line class. I think in Louisiana, you got the two top guys in Zaylon's Hurd and Tyree Adams, a couple of offensive tackles. Obviously, Zaylon's Hurd gets put into a conversation that is a guy who could potentially contribute really early. You know, we're seeing that from Will Campbell and Emory Jones right now. A lot of people wondering if Zaylon's heard coming out of Neville, same school as Will Campbell, LSU starting left tackle, uh, if he could have that same path to uh, early playing time. When I look at their other commits, they have two more guys, both from Georgia now, uh, on the interior. Paul Mabang out of Georgia, a bit of a development guy, but former soccer player, athletic, bigger kid, um, bigger for a soccer player, I should say. Uh, they feel like uh, he's got some real upside. But I put Chester into the Zalance Herd category, Billy. I think he could play early on in Baton Rouge. Uh, I don't know if that means starting next year right away, but we've seen it this year. They tried, what, five games, five different O-line combos. You got Garrett Dellinger hurt. You're moving guys kind of in and out of the lineup as time goes on. Uh, you'd like to have seven, eight guys that you can really rely upon. I think that when I'm looking at next year's roster, I put DJ Chester into that top seven or eight. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, he plays right tackle for Eagles Christian Landing. Uh, he's got, um, or Eagles Landing Christian, he's got some position versatility. LSU likes him along the interior, and I think that's an area where, who knows, you could see somebody come in right away and contribute or maybe get their feet wet. Maybe it's DJ Chester. Maybe it's the Lance Hurd uh, in that regard, being able to go in and take some playing time early on at the interior of this offensive line. And, I mean, Brad Davis had this run one wrapped up all the way back in July. Um, you know, all the way back to the Bayou Splash, and he took some visits and finally went public. So big land for Brad Davis. Keeping with the offensive side of the ball, LSU landed its quarterback commit 
in the class of 2024 when Colin Hurley reclassified from 2025 to 2024. Joe Sloan, he took his swing at Julian Sayan. They recruited DJ Lagway. They kept the board really limited in class of 2024. And Colin Hurley, you know, young for his age already, now young for his, his uh, junior class especially, is going to go ahead and take this leap uh, into uh, the class of 2024 and be LSU's quarterback commit in the class. This is big news out of the state of Florida, a guy that the Gators were definitely in on heavily uh, for the class of 2025. And Joe Sloan, Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, they go ahead and get him on board for the class of 2024. A little bit of chess, not checkers to get Colin Hurley. Yeah, the, it was a double surprise, obviously, with a, both a commitment and then a reclassification. And we see kids reclassify. Like, it happens all the time in basketball, right? With football, we saw Desmond Ricks do it. But it's often juniors who are then saying, hey, I'm going to basically skip my senior year, right? Or, like, I'm about to reclassify into the current class and go ahead and graduate and be done. Rare for a sophomore to do it. But that's what Colin Hurley pulled off. Um, we've been told from everybody we've talked to from the Hurley side to to LSU sources that everything is a, you know, a green light. He's completely reclassified now. He's part of the 24 class and it answers, look, first off, it gives you a quarterback commitment, a big time quarterback nationally, a guy who's gone and thrown at every, you know, major college this past summer, picking up offers, LSU, Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, you name it, uh, as a rising sophomore. So had already impressed a lot of coaches early on, like you said, still young, 15, uh, but it does set up to where they've got the guys on campus right now in the quarterback room. You've got Ricky Collins from Woodlawn here in Baton Rouge coming in as your quarterback. When the early signing period hits in December, he'll sign. That gives you a quarterback for next year. Then for the following year, the guy coming in would be Hurley. So your quarterbacks for the next two classes are taken care of, which is one position you never want to scramble at. Dominoes fall early. You'll end up uh, kind of with a, you know choosing between just a handful of guys at the end. I like what they've done. Lock it up at in-state guy in Ricky Collins, going outside the state to get a national guy like Colin Hurley, and at least gives you a little bit of stability there moving forward in terms of not having to wonder kind of where is quarterback recruiting going, but more so benefiting from having a quarterback in the class. And I think Colin Hurley will do this, and Ricky Collins is doing this, that can help recruit other guys. Ricky Collins could help recruit Louisiana guys. Colin Hurley can help recruit national guys. I think it's a good fit. Yeah, and you could tell how excited he is uh, to be a Tiger. I mean, kind of did some trolling online a little bit, uh, just uh, keeping some receipts, just like the LSU football Twitter account as well. Uh, I, I think this is somebody that has a great arm, has the arm talent, uh, has been training for this moment for his, I mean, almost his entire life. He's been working with quarterback trainers, working with strength and conditioning staff. So he's somebody that is been very specialized in training to be a quarterback for quite some time. And, you know, you see that a lot uh, with, with his gameplay. He's got some things to work on just like any young quarterback and he's young for his age. Uh, but this is one that, you know, as far as upside, he's got plenty of it. So good job by Joe Sloan and look overall. I mean, I, I think I said this on the pod, I wasn't too high on the class of 2024 overall from a quarterback perspective. So go outside the box and go get someone who's one of the top 2025 quarterbacks. You get him to reclassify. He's got time to develop theoretically by the time he gets on campus too and, and just get older. This works out just really well on a lot of levels uh, for LSU. So kudos to the staff for getting him done and, and getting him on board. But uh, he got some help 
right away, uh, just after the Alabama game ended, uh, when Kyrie Lee uh, committed to the Tigers on his visit. And uh, that was a big one, going into John Arrett, uh, right in the New Orleans area and landing a 2024 offensive lineman, one who earned the offer with his play as a junior this year. He dropped a bunch of weight, and that was at the request, really, of Brian Kelly and Brad Davis. They said, if you want to be serious about playing here, you got to be able to shed a little bit of weight. And he did just that, picks up the offer, and it wasn't long before our RPM picks were in. And sure enough, uh, he said, you know what, this is the place I want to be, and um, committed to LSU. Yeah, and Sam Spiegelman had the pre-write on that one. Kyrie knew going into that game he was ready to pop, kind of win or lose, and and that's what you want. You want to start getting building a foundation in Louisiana with kids who know, hey, if you got if you hand me the offer, I'm in. Uh, and you're again, John Eric's a great school to recruit talent out of. They're always going to have one or two uh, high-level D1 football players each year. It gives you a head start on the 2024 class in the state of Louisiana. His teammate, Wardell Mack, is the number one player on on three sports in Louisiana right now as a cornerback. So for a number of reasons, I like this one. And I, uh, I've been always been of the opinion, and it's one shared by everyone, I think, that if you feel good about a Louisiana guy, offer him and get him in the boat. And, and that's what they did with Kyrie Lee. So, yep, that gives them one more for 2024. I think they're up to nine commits, Billy, for 2024. I can cross-reference that while you look at uh, take us to Sunday, I guess. Four commitments in four days. We have seven uh, commits logged uh, for the seven. class of 2024. Okay. A top 10 class uh, for the on three consensus right now. Uh, one that is, uh, you know, I believe sitting pretty well with on three uh, on top. Maybe of they're that. ranked nine. Maybe that's what I was looking at. Yes, they are ranked ninth uh, in the country for that class of 2024. Uh, they've got a few defensive backs on board. Uh, they have uh, JoJo Stone and Tavion Galloway to uh, catch passes from uh, Colin Hurley. And, of course, Xavier Atkins uh, in there as well as another in-state prospect committed. LSU went in-state for their fourth and quote-unquote final, so to speak, run of commitments uh, on Sunday when Dylan Carpenter flipped from the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the LSU Tigers. The Santa Maul defensive end has been, quite frankly, on a tear as a senior. Really impressive film. He's got great length. He's got an 81-inch wingspan. LSU had him into camp this summer. They saw what he was doing as a senior, and they said, you know what? It's time, and you got wind of this ahead of time. The Bengal Tiger subscribers were prepared. If you guys had subscribed for a dollar for a year and you got your Founders Club hat, you knew this one was coming. And sure enough, uh, after his visit on Saturday, he gave the good news and um, committed publicly on Sunday. Yeah, he had been committed to the Raging Cajuns previously. Um, but we talk about this a lot on the podcast and on the site. There's no better indicator of, you know, how successful you're going to be in college, perhaps the track you're on in terms of development than your senior year. Now, a lot of times LSU will enter, you know, a year like this one before kids even played Billy uh, as seniors with 22 commits. So almost your whole class is done, but you still are chasing guys. And we'll talk about more of them in the podcast here in a little bit that you've already offered that, you know, everybody's after, but then there's guys like Dylan Carpenter and these happen every year who they play their best football as a senior. And then they really suddenly get put onto the the map with SEC schools. And when you're Frank Wilson, when you're LSU, Brian Kelly, now people who've been around this state uh, and Brian Kelly, who will be around this state, you understand that, Hey, look, we've got to keep our eye out across the entire state all year long and see kind of get a good feel for 
who is really emerging and fits the bill of a type of guy that could play at an SEC school like LSU. I think Carpenter checks the boxes from a frame size point. He can add weight easily uh, and play kind of a multiple spots along the defensive line. His film looks great from his senior year, aggressive kid. I've And I heard it from multiple sources. It was said within football ops that, hey, look, this is a guy that if we don't offer him take, we will kick ourselves for. And when I had made the offer and within a week he was committed, I know they went out and saw him um, in an evaluation period within the past couple of weeks. So the coaching staff got eyes on him. They had seen all the film. They get him on campus for the visit with his family. He got to take in the game day environment. Uh, and then the next day he announces the flip. Uh, and that's five commitments now for Jamar Kane's D-line, which I think at this point, you'd have, Brad Davis's O-line is pretty good. And if you're an LSU fan, you will you, you will sleep easy at night if you are having to debate what's better, your O-line or your D-line hall, because uh, you win in the trenches. But this D-line class, I think, is is pretty good for you know a year one staff. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, we've talked about, you know, uh, Tadarius Collins before. We talked about Ashley Williams before. You know, are they going to make a move? Dylan Carpenter looks like the move in state for LSU in 2023. Um, who knows what happens down the stretch with some of these other guys. LSU still recruiting some national guys like Nicholas Harbor on the edge. They're working Amari Washington, the Oregon commit. Uh, Don't get got- people excited, Billy, dropping the Nicholas Harbor. Hey, official visit coming, though. In December. Hey, look, I mean, I, I think I said this on uh, Jordy's, Jordy Collada's show this morning. I said, uh, kind of running down the Desmond Rick stuff, which we'll talk about here. But I said, uh, I was running through his official visits. I said, oh, well, he's uh, visiting December 3rd to Gainesville because the Gators don't have anything to do. On the flip side, <laughs> LSU Damn. is supposed to host Nicholas Harbor. And before this weekend, it was, oh, man, if he makes it to a state championship, golly, LSU is going to get left you know, without being able to host him well. LSU's trying to get to its state championship, so to speak, uh, as well. And and looks like, uh, look, two more SEC games uh, ahead of them that will uncertainly uh, or certainly be a test. But uh, that would impact Nicholas Harbor's visit to Baton Rouge and, and move it back and move it around a little bit. But, um, you know, they are shooting for the stars. And, and speaking of some stars that were on campus, two of them, two of the biggest targets for LSU down the stretch, uh, Desmond Ricks, the five-star corner out of IMG, and JV and Toviano, the four-star defensive back out of Arlington Martin. Which one, which pick your poison, Shay? Which one should we start with? All right, we're doing this. Um, again, I think people are hearing our pause and thinking bad news. That's not the case. Let's start with Ricks, because I think at this point, Ricks is a little bit more straightforward in what we know what to expect. So Ricks was back at BAM for the Bama game. He's visited LSU as much as any other campus this year. He'll be back now. Three official visits coming. And this is what I mean by we know what's happening. He's visiting Alabama for the Iron Bowl, visiting Florida, visiting LSU the final weekend before the dead period arrives. Then that next Wednesday, or I guess next Tuesday, Tuesday to Thursday is the signing period, I think. Or is it Wednesday to Friday? I'd have to look it up. Uh, But Billy, what day is it? The 22nd or what, what day is he committing? He is committing on the 23rd, which is the final day, I believe, of the early signing period. It runs the 21st to the 23rd. Oh, that is something else right there, too. Drive Isn't the it? Isn't it? I don't I mean, usually you go day one. You go at 8 a.m. Now we're stretching it out. But he's also an early enrollee. So we know exactly what's ahead here for Desmond Ricks. LSU got him in for an amazing game. 
He spent a ton of time with the staff on the sidelines before and after the game in the locker room, all of that. Now he's gearing up for three visits to three SEC teams that are all going to be given uh, a puncher's chance here, right? Like no one is saying he's definitely not going to that school, uh, meaning that no one's being written off at this point. I think LSU is the leader, but I know we've been around recruiting long enough to know that with official visits now in the NIL era, which I don't even know how much that will be a massive play or not. Um, but I just know to, to approach with some caution. I think LSU leads. I do not have any RPM pick in or anything like that for him to land at any certain school. Um, but I think it bodes well for LSU what they've done so far and that they get the last visit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have an Intel piece on the site uh, on Desmond Ricks here pretty soon talking with a couple sources around the recruitment LSU's done a ter- terrific job here, and, and they've really kind of surged since the spring into the summer. And like you said, Shay, they've had them hit him, him on campus as you know more than any other you know program, and they're starting to win ball games at a higher clip than anyone really predicted. It's boding well, but like you said, official visits will be coming. I do know that that December twenty third date I was told is locked in. It's not going to change supposedly. So I don't know if we're. I don't think we're in for some, all right, he's just going to show up on a campus uh, in mid-January when it's time to enroll early. He's going to announce and make that decision on December 23rd. So fingers crossed for us that that's the case at the very least. Um, so we don't have to track this one over the holidays. But uh, he is you know, somebody that I think has shown LSU to love. LSU has shown him a, a great deal of interest and really recruited him harder than and better than anyone. We'll see how the NIL uh, piece of all of this impacts it. Um, and I'll have more on, on the site as well uh, on Desmond Ricks from, from some conversations with some sources involved in the recruitment. A um, dollar for a year. Check that out. Shameless plug. Uh, not ending anytime soon, especially with the Tigers running hot. Let me ask you this, Billy. Do you think that for I think people get spooked with a, a situation like this, maybe because they're both corners and they're both highly ranked. But if you don't follow national recruiting, just LSU, Cormani McLean, a kid who everybody thought was going to commit to Corey Raymond uh, and Billy Napier in Florida. And he didn't, he shocked the world. He goes to Miami uh, and it had turned out. This is, I don't, I haven't seen any on the record numbers out there, but we were talking about a lot, a lot, a lot of money to all of a sudden switch and flip to Miami. And it was NIL related is what nobody was really shying away from saying who is kind of part of much of the process. Now I'm sure he liked the Miami staff, all that, but are we trending towards that or no? Do you think this is more cut and dry to where we're not getting into some bidding war here at the end? Because I think that's what people just think about in the NIL age. It's like, oh, every kid is just a bidding war. Yeah, I, and that's probably the, the big problem with NIL is, well, at least from the fan perspective, is that if you say the words NIL, it automatically means a, a bidding war. And, and people kind of associate that with Harold Perkins. But Harold Perkins you know, in terms of NIL, next to nothing when he inked with the Tigers. So, uh, you know, they're now he's being taken care of. He's with Get Gordon and all that stuff, no free ads. But um, that was kind of the association with that recruitment for a while. And then when they landed him, it's like LSU stepped up and all that stuff. It's like, he he's at LSU because he loves it. And he's being taken care of now. Desmond Ricks, my concern would be is – talking with the source is NIL is going to be a factor. And my fear would be that Cormani McLean reset the market. 
And so then it's like, all right, well, if he got that, and this is actually a widespread thing at multiple you know, positions and players and things like that is, you know, kids, you know, either lying or not, or trying to pick up a little bit more because of rumors, you know, the Nico, I am Oliva, $8 million deal. We, we saw this happen at quarterback. Yes, exactly. And so Desmond, I think he's probably a better prospect than Cormani McLean. And if they feel that way, who knows? They might be saying, well, look what he got from Miami. And I don't think he's going to be shortchanged, so to speak, between any of the schools. It's just a matter of, does one of the schools say, you know what? We need him that badly. And the boosters say, we need him that badly. Because Florida was counting on Cormani McLean, for example. This is a recruitment that's just going to be interesting. I don't think he's out there for a money grab. I think he's out there to get what he's probably fairly due in this new market. Um, and that's where it's going to be interesting. I don't I don't think it'll be a bidding war. I think, too, from – I think it's important to note this, and I know this to be the case, at least of how they're going to approach almost every recruitment, is will LSU shy away from NIL or, you know, presenting the reality? Because, look, when they come on campus, the NIL coordinator uh, at LSU, you know, does presentations, and they talk to them about – hey, look, this is the market value of a player when you're at LSU. And the market value for a player at LSU, once you get onto campus, like you said, uh, we've seen Gordon McKernan do a lot of deals, but it's like Canes or it's National, whatever it might be, walk-ons. The national, the value of an LSU player is exponentially more than if you go to Miami right now or if you go to this school right now. And they're also selling, well, here you're also going to get coached by a head coach who has 30-plus years' experience and – has developed X amount of NFL players. And here you're going to be at a school that turns out as much NFL draft talent every single season, every single year as Bama does, as Ohio State does. You know, for Desmond Ricks, here's you will be following in the footsteps of Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Tredavious White, uh, Jamala, you know, some of the best defensive backs that have ever played this game. You'll get to play in a stadium like Tiger Stadium, which they got to witness uh, at its best. So, I've just been reminded of this a lot. Like they've always said, like, look, we're not shying away from NIL, but like we hit a lot of other things harder than we do just worrying about NIL. And to be honest, and I think this is probably coming from Kelly down. If a kid's first interest level to get hooked is NIL, it might not just be a fit. And there's a lot of talented football players out there to where you're not having to know you're not signing a bunch of three stars. They have a top four class, but at no point, Billy, in this cycle where they have the number four class in the country have we heard them go out and like win some NIL battle for a million bucks? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's like worth noting too. I mean, look at what they're doing just in the secondary with, I, I mean, Makai Garner and Derek Bernard Converse. I mean, they're kind of, they pieced it together with some transfers who probably didn't really get like much NIL. They got taken care of pretty quickly by, you know, a lot of them I get, you know, Gordon McKernan and guys like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just one of those things where, uh, LSU, I really do believe this, has the the momentum on the field and all the things that this coaching staff is doing right now at such a trajectory that how much does NIL weigh? Because I don't I don't think LSU is down the road with Desmond Ricks or JV and Toviano thinking that there's gonna be a they're gonna be left at the altar because ultimately in the end they were NIL kids, like and it was the highest bidder. I think they backed off some kids because of that, you know, and, and I think Yonel Aguero is a prime example. I think they backed off him because they realized he was a kid that really wanted to grab the bag. And 
I, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting yourself up like that um, either, but it's just going to be interesting to see how this one ends up because they've done such a really good job recruiting him and getting him on campus at the right times. And you kind of hope that whatever is put together is enough and that you vibe with the relationships and not to mention the depth chart at LSU is awesome for Desmond Ricks um, to walk right in as well, in my opinion. So um, it's, it's kind of, it's a wait and see thing. You know, I, I said it on the last pod. I think that recruitment won't start until about 36 hours out because LSU will have just kind of hosted them. They'll get back. They'll sit down as a family and with their, the people in their circle and talk about it and then go from there and make their decision. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, the reported final numbers are or what have you, because, you know, he deserves it. He's that good. But um, you, you just kind of hope if you're LSU that you get him because he's a difference maker. He's a day one starter in my opinion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I uh, I also I'll say this too, just because people in the NIL era, NIL era just think that's kind of where recruiting discussion starts and ends, and that just couldn't be further from the truth. Like we said, we've gotten twenty five commits in this class, and not one of the kids we had to hear anything about them having to, you know, really secure some large amount of money to get. Uh, they're selling them on so many other things. Obviously, I think though that when I look at moving forward, I think you bring up a great point about backing out of recruitments. They're still in on Ricks. They're still in on Toviano. They're still in on Isaac Smith. They're still like, they would have backed out of situations like this had they sensed that, Hey man, we're going down a road that we might not want to go down here Two, I think it's important because I think we're seeing it at A&M right now that you're identifying guys. You're still doing recruiting at the most fundamental level. What are your needs? identify those needs, go and find guys to fill those needs and go and find guys that then fit kind of into your culture and culture right now at LSU is paramount. They would not, they had very bad locker room culture for like two years in a row during COVID and the opt outs and all of that. It just kind of fell apart right now. They're quite galvanized and Brian Kelly clearly has a vision and a plan in place with the staff of how to get everybody on the same page. And, Nowhere out there are we hearing about kids unhappy with their current NIL deal. Um, in fact, and, and this is kind of what I was getting into and I'll wrap up with, LSU's stipends, like kids in college get monthly stipends and all that, or you know, each semester, whatever, um, for student athletes and for football. Billy, theirs is bigger than any other SEC school. And I don't have to name names, but there's kids who transferred in from other SEC schools to LSU this offseason and we're blown away. They're like, well, y'all get like double what we had at my school before this. So they're already taken care of just on that level before NIL even came to be. Now they can go make any sort of name, image, likeness money they want off things. A lot of them have 
are in different, um, you know, local business things. And we, Gordon McKernan obviously is pretty prevalent across the board. Um, they're selling their merch, but more than anything, I think that kids just see an opportunity at LSU for all those other things. And then they know that, Hey, look, if I come there and I do well, I will have tons of opportunities for NIL deals. And that's kind of the reality of where they're at with recruiting. I, I have yet to see them and Harold Perkins, perfect example, other schools. And we can name one of them who threw all the money at everyone this past cycle and got called out for it. Who's crashing and burning. LSU didn't go try to match what that school was doing. They sold Harold Perkins on you're a New Orleans native who loves the school and you could play right away on this defense. And he was in. And as you said, he's good to go now. There's no complaints. Exactly. So uh, another prospect that looks like he's he could very well kind of see it that way. He has a very kind of I think from talking with him, business-like kind of approach to this whole thing and looking at the long-term decision. And it, it look, I, JV and Tobiano doesn't necessarily mean he'll come to LSU. He, wherever he goes, I truly believe he's going to be well thought out and he, he's going to have his reasons and people won't agree with him wherever he goes. Right now, though, you watch that video of him rushing the field. I mean, his actions look like he loves LSU. And he's visited there a ton. It's the only school he's been on campus for until this weekend. We'll get to that. All the actions right now are backing up that JV and Toviano loves LSU. Tigers look to be in a good spot. He's now going to take an unofficial visit to Texas this weekend. He's going at a time when Texas seems to be trending for some really big in-state prospects as well. Anthony Hill just decommitted from Texas A&M, the five-star linebacker. It's going to be an interesting one to follow. And, and Javian is from Texas, for those who don't know. Yep, he's from Texas. And for the first time since the spring, at least publicly, he's headed back uh, to the 40 Acres and going to catch the game against TCU. Okay, so was he at the Bayou Splash? He was. Okay, so he visited LSU in the end of the summer in July. Let's just Let's just talk this out. Visits at the end of July. Visits for the very first game of the year, first home game, LSU Southern. He skips Alabama, Texas in, in Austin that weekend to go to LSU Southern. He was at that game, hanging out on the sidelines with all the commits, all that. It was his official he, visit, too. It was, it was his official visit, so he's there for the whole weekend. He then goes to two more games. He saw A&M Arkansas, which was in Arlington, which is a stone's throw from his high school, neutral site game. Then he saw Texas OU. That's obviously a neutral site game. Then he's back for LSU Bama. You referenced it, the video of him in the stands with his family, arms around him. LSU wins, and he sprints down to rush the field. To that point, you're thinking, okay, he's visited LSU for two home games. His most recent visit before those to a campus was LSU for the Big Bayou Splash recruiting event. He's not actually been, at least publicly than anyone knows, to Texas or to College Station or Austin to that campus to hang out, certainly for a game at all this season, you'd have to think LSU, right? What what makes you pause about him then saying, okay, I'm going to take a Texas visit? One, it's the timing. Because kids are decommitting? I think from there A&M, is. From A&M to flip to Texas. I think there's buzz around that. And... I think when you look back and you try to track what Javian has said and what he's done, which everything he's done backs up LSU, right? 
and what he said is I've always, at least I think probably since August, since right after he got back from Bayou Splash. But then again, he really didn't take any visits in June that I really recall. I'd have to go back and check his profile. Maybe you can while I'm talking. But, or he took a Michigan official visit in June. That was about it. He has said he's felt like he knows where he's he's supposed to go. So, and this is, we're get, we could get conspiracy theory like with, with JV and Toviano on this one. I mean, does he, has he been coming to LSU because he loves going and he loves the people there and they've done a really good job recruiting and he knows he's going to go play somewhere else. So he's going to go somewhere else. Well, that would be and, weird. That would be weird. I would That'd think. That'd be a waste of time. I, oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in there too. And LSU, I agree. uh, I was talking to, just talking about LSU to a source and just Javian's impact. And one thing was pointed out that on every visit he's been on, he's brought more family each time. So it's not like he's just coming over and like getting in the car with a friend every time, you know, it's, yep. it's been family, more family, more family. So. Yeah. And maybe it's just, you know, they've done a good job recruiting at a high level this cycle. You look at Brad Davis, you look at Jamar Kane, especially Cortez Hankton with the class he has. And They've got a good corner class committed. They've got guys on board already. And this is to go into state of Texas, which they fight fiercely for those guys to stay. And over the last couple of years, both staffs have kind of taken back the state a little bit, little bit. It's just, it just makes you wary. I think of it. Right. And that's probably part of it. And part of it too. And I was talking with an LSU commit about this. Why hasn't he done it? Because he said. Well, and he has said it could be any day now. And then he just doesn't do anything. But he he has. And soon is all relative to people, right? Like when you're in the grind of your high school football season, you're going to school. You could look up, blink, and it's been a few months. And then you're like, okay, all right, now it's time to do this. But, you know, right before the season started, he was saying, I'm going to knock out these official visits and then make my decision. So. It's just kind of dragged on, and even there are tons of positives to point to with LSU and how they've recruited JV and Toviano and how he's enjoyed being around LSU and all these things too. And there's also a couple of people around there that are like sweating it now because it seems like message board rumors pop up. They are what they are. You and I have talked about this. Don't think he's given a silent. Been told pretty matter-of-factly that he hasn't. And even when the buzz has jumped up around LSU, everyone in that building is like, even if I, even if he did, I wouldn't tell you because that's how close to the vest he wants it. But now after this weekend, when picks were flying in left and right, people were like, I don't know why they're doing that now. We don't get it. You know, it's just a pretty hard one to read. Yeah, I think everyone, no matter, unless you're in the Toviano camp, you're kind of like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It seems like LSU, but as you said, and as you referenced a current commit saying, hey, I just don't know why I wouldn't have just committed yet if this was nothing to worry about type thing uh, or a foregone conclusion that he's going to go to LSU type thing. I will also say this, which I appreciate. He has kept it close to the vest. It's never been like. The Bayou Splash weekend, I'm not even sure that he had put out that he was coming or I can't remember, but it was like, wasn't like he was all over social media about it. He's not at like he, the Southern game. He shows up, he's in his Joe Burrow jerseys, hanging with all the commits. 
the Alabama game, he shows up, he's in his Shaq shirt, Shaq's at the game, he's getting photo, you know, he's hanging out. He's not on social media that whole weekend, like LSU fans, I'm home, you know, this, that, and the other. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. I was always going to Texas. Yeah. He really doesn't tweet it. Like he no. tweets like a pin drop and that like, I'm here right now. And then he'll yep. do the same for Austin. And if anything, the most he's ever been excited on Twitter about a school was this week when he said like, all caps, Austin, Texas this weekend, like type thing. But and, and I don't know. He, I'm, yeah. He tweeted back. I don't want to get into the game of looking into social media too much, but I do appreciate that he doesn't. I believe it when I he's not like trolling in any of this. Like I think he's honestly going through the process, enjoying it, but just not ready to say where he wants to go to school. Yeah, and he is maintained. He's never named a leader publicly, and he's very careful about even when we first broke the news that he was coming to LSU, Alabama. I double checked with him at the end of the interview. He said, "You good about this? Like I know you said it, but it's two weeks from now, and usually you kind of." you know, announce it the day before or a couple days before. And he said, oh, yeah, run it, man, run it. I'm going, I'll be there. And so it's he's very particular about things, you know, and th- it's just going to be interesting down the stretch to see what teams really become the final two, three in the mix. Um, we know LSU is going to be one of them. I, I think that's that's very obvious. But Texas is going to have them on campus now. We posted on the board, I believe late Thursday night, uh, that he's expected to be at AM LSU, which is a another LSU game. So it's uh it's going it's just gonna be an interesting one. I mean, gosh, we've we've gone so far now. Uh um, well that's really what people wanted to hear about on the pod today. They wanted to hear about Toviano, they want to hear about Ricks. Yes. And uh that those are the guys that we've probably covered enough. I think we should quick hit a couple uh big ones that were on campus. We know there were some, uh, you know, commits like Ryan Yates had his official visit. He's locked in. Jackson Howard loved his time on campus. Um, there's been a lot of positive reaction around the Tigers. Uh, but also, they had a big flip candidate on campus as well. Aiden Williams, 2023 wide receiver out of Mississippi. He's an Ole Miss commit. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on him? And then we'll, we'll close out with basketball getting a commitment. Well, look, uh, two guys, I guess, that you could have, say, flipped because they had uh, Bo Hughley in as well. Um, Him too. Uh, who I called Boo Carter on the board because I was so drained by everything. Uh, they look nothing alike. Uh, Bo Hughley is a Georgia commitment, uh, and he skipped the Georgia-Tennessee game to go to the LSU game. So uh, he's a top-10 offensive tackle at the moment, I believe, on the on-three consensus. Uh, it might be on the on-three rankings. I'm not sure. Um, but – a highly thought of four-star offensive lineman. If you can add any more offensive linemen, that's uh, icing on the cake, Lane Yap at this point for sure. Um, but I know that from talking around to people, Billy, we've talked to folks on the Georgia side, LSU side. Um, there were thoughts that he might flip to Auburn at one point. Georgia's held on to him. But um, again, for him to be able to go visit on a weekend like that, Georgia, Tennessee, it's clear that uh, it's not like they put the complete clamp on him and he's doing nothing uh, Derek Williams, Texas style here. So yeah. he made the visit. LSU wants to, though, try to get him back on an official visit. And if you do, then obviously you see where things go. For me, and I'll let you give your two cents, beast mode wide receiver, as we let off with. But if you're talking about getting a Mississippi kid out of Mississippi that's committed to Ole Miss a month until signing day that they really, really want, that's hard. 
Very hard. Uh, he has shown some genuine interest over the last few months. I believe he was here over the summer for a visit. Uh, I think he was here in the spring. And LSU hasn't given up there. Who knows? If Cortez Hankton, it, it'd be kind of interesting if some – and Jalen Brown is doing all the right things. So LSU's doing their due, due diligence on adding another wide receiver, whether it be Aiden Williams or Harvey Broussard or somebody else. Um, but if Jalen Brown were to flip elsewhere, you know, Aiden Williams would probably shoot to the top of the board along with Harvey Broussard. Uh, and Aiden's in Mississippi where Jalen Brown's mom is. So, um, you know, they they have a lot of eggs in in the Mississippi basket in a, in a way, I would say, um, in the wide receiver position. And Aiden reminds me of George Pickens. He's a beast. We'll see if LSU can get him back for an official visit. Bo Hughley is somebody that Brad Davis went and saw. Uh, during the bye week, he's teammates with four-star 2024 LSU wide receiver, wide, wide receiver commit JoJo Stone. And now that he's been back to campus, because I think the LSU staff wanted to see a little bit of genuine interest from Bo Hughley, because um, they've done their due diligence on him for a while, and it just hadn't matriculated. So now that he's come to campus after Brad Davis went and checked on him, maybe they get him back for an official, they can swing for the fences. He'd be a terrific uh, addition, top 100 prospect, uh, obviously committed to the dogs. Uh, just physically, I mean, gosh, I mean, he looks – there aren't many offensive linemen that look like him. Uh, slim but huge. Uh, he kind of reminds me um, like a mix of Dare Rosenthal a little bit and, and kind of um, – I'm trying to think of a, a, another one, but just just physically really looks the part – um, you know, getting to see him. So LSU's going to swing away at those guys and see where the chips fall. But let's close out with basketball. Mike Williams, a three-star point guard when he committed to the Tigers, um, but he goes ahead and moves all the way up in the on three top 150 rankings to the number 101 player in the country, 21st ranked shooting guard nationally, picked LSU over the likes of Syracuse, Clemson, Wake Forest, and others. 6'3 guard out of the Baltimore area is the second commitment for the Tigers in the 2023 class. You might be listening to this on Wednesday morning. If that's the case, the early signing period for basketball has begun as well. Um, this is a big land for Matt McMahon. I follow a bunch of basketball accounts, follow uh, Team Thrill, follow uh, his high school, and the amount of support from Mike Williams to commit to LSU and the, and the love to show what LSU is getting says a lot about him. You don't you don't see it at that level very often, but a ton of people had a lot of good things to say about Mike Williams. So good shooting guard addition for the Tigers, uh, 6'3", 170 pounds, uh, and a borderline top 100 prospect. Kind of reminds me of Brandon Murray's rise late in his process as well. Is that it for the, that's all the recruiting we got? Billy, you're glowing. Do you have the ring light on? I do have the ring light on, and I've got to figure out. I do not have mine on. Yeah, the I, the, ling, the the ring light would have woken Lundy up. Look at her; she's absolutely conked out here on the couch. So she is toast. You know, I would have turned it on; it would have been too bright in her eyes. But yeah, the, the cat is uh, sleeping sleeping silently as well. So we've got that going for us. Her her meows or something else. So puppy friendly podcast here. Yeah, dog just sleeps the entire time. Well, guys. Uh, Enough with the pups and the cats. Uh, the Tigers uh, are hot on the recruiting trail. That'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Uh, maybe we'll get Lundy on. She'll have a word uh, with us next pod. Um, uh, she'll bark eventually, on no doubt. 
Yep, Amazon guy probably on the way at some point, so we should get off. Appreciate you guys listening. What a weekend it was for LSU. We only covered a few things for you guys, riffed on a lot, but there is a ton to take away uh, um, from this huge recruiting weekend for LSU. We've got a ton of reactions, ton of full stories to come, and we're going to – should we – Shay, should we tease the the new feature? We don't even have a name. Well, we don't know the name. Yes, but it's worth subscribing for a dollar for a year for sure. and getting your – Bengals, Basically, Bengal it's Tiger. going to be Billy and myself unloading all of our true recruiting insight and tidbits into one big thing, whatever yep. you call that. Yep, whatever we call it, it'll be dropping Thursdays. So be sure to subscribe and get on board for it. We've had a huge run of subscribers this weekend. People pumped uh, to be on board now with us at On3. So check us out. Please leave us a rating, leave us a review on the podcast, wherever you check it out. Hit that subscribe button for the YouTube channel. It is uh, floating around at the top here somewhere for you guys as well. So appreciate everybody who's listening to the pod. Huge weekend for the Tigers and uh, a busy next few weeks for us as well. So we're excited to cover it. Tigers beat the tide. Recruiting momentum hot. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to this edition. And we'll check in with you guys next week. Have a good one.